Sabade Cup and welcome back in your life. Another episode for the Funket Pod <laughs> MMA Monday. I'm smiling because this week in MMA gonna be nuts. The last two weeks, let's be honest, not that crazy. Uh, I mean, yeah, we had some nice chaos. <laughs> I'm smiling because uh, you probably know why I'm smiling. If, you, if you've watched, if you've seen some highlights from the past UFC fight night, you know which knockout I'm smiling about. <laughs> but let's not go in, in, into all of that. There have been enough memes out there and so on, um, the, the gin fragility and so on. <laughs> so let's not talk about that. I want to focus on the future because, quite frankly, I didn't watch all the fights at the fight night. It was... I missed MMA, but it was also kind of nice not having to watch it because, let's be honest, eh. Uh, but now, hey, a big weekend ahead. And as always, I'm not reviewing, previewing and whatnot fights because there are so many out there. There's Uncle Chael out there. There's, there's Ariel with all the interviews. So I'm looking more into the, the media side of things, like how are fighters using the media, how is the media using the fighters, and so on. And I'm hyped, as you can see, because I just watched... Um, the full embedded of uh, the UFC 280 event. And before you think, hey, but uh, in the title it says one championship. Yeah, the one preview. And here I will preview because I simply assume not too many people are familiar with all the one fighters. One championship, second part of the show, of course. But first part, we have to talk about UFC 280, which is happening in Abu Dhabi. Let's not talk about politics here because, of course, Middle East, not always the biggest, best records in terms of like worker rights and whatnot. But hey... We're not here to talk about politics, and yes, you could see say like, yeah, same over here in Thailand where I am, or even in the EU or in the US. So let's not talk about this, let's just talk about how the media pushes that fight. And of course, it, it's it's a huge cut, so I just open it here, so excuse me if you watch the video, and I know not many people watch the video, but thank you, by the way, we had 5,000 5, downloads for the last episode, which was I, I gotta check like which which passwords I said to 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 sway the algorithm. So uh, I I will do this again. So awesome! Thanks for for listening. Um, anyway, so I let me look down here in case you're watching. Um, so of course main event. Let, let's go through it. Right, of course main event is the champion, and the champ has a name. It's Charles Oliveira versus Isla Makachev, and of course, or as as Uncle Chael says, Makachev. <laughs> um, if if Islam wins, will he learn his name? I'm not sure. Um, anyways, great fighter, obviously, but again, not not reviewing the fights or previewing the fights. In terms of media, it always seems like the UFC at least is pushing the Makachev narrative right he's the new Khabib he takes over from Khabib and so on and it seems like they weren't on that much on board with Charles Oliveira right that's why they stripped him for yeah I know it's the commission uh -huh, for half a pound on a broken scale uh-huh so right and I think but that's that, that's what makes it so great and that's why I'm buying into the Oliveira hype train of course and I know Makachev is a terrible matter for any anyone of course um but storytelling-wise, and you know, if, you, if you've listened to the pod before, if you've watched the pod before, you know I'm all about storytelling. And the story of Charles Oliveira is just awesome. It's inspiring. It's one of the few that, so it's, it's, it still inspires in, in combat sports. Yeah, he lost in his, like he won some, he lost some in his, in, in, in his previous weight class, like if, I think a 50-50 fighter or so. Then he moves to another weight class. And then he just finds himself. And now he's on an 11-fight winning streak, takes out all the killers, has a terrible weight cut apparently, gets stripped of the title one day before the fight. Everyone's like, oh my God, that's going to mess with his, with his head. He has to fight one of the most dangerous strikers on the roster. 
And what does the champ do? He goes in and reminds everybody that the champ has a name. And his name is Charles Oliver. Because he takes out Justin Gaethje and it was... And yes, am I concerned? Okay, now it's fight talk, right? Am I concerned that he, that he takes too many shots? Yes, I am. Am I concerned that, that Makachev might be able to take him down and, and negate the jiu-jitsu? Yes, I am. Do I think that Charles Oliveira is the champ and will get it done? Yes, I am. But that's enough. Media-wise, I think the UFC really plays into Islam, Islam's corner with all the Kapi pipe ends out, of course, which is understandable. I think they should also play more into Charles's corner, give him, him the ball a bit more. Charles does a great job by, by himself on his ID, on his media appearances, and so he does a good job um, telling his story. T always using his catchphrase, the champ has a name, and the name is Charles Oliveira, which is great. I, I thought it was a great idea to, to like come up with this like on, on the fly. It seemed it was fantastic. Um, I liked his that he does lots of... Like things in his favelas and his community helping, and it doesn't seem like he does it to show off. But there's always a camera there, which which makes sense, of course, for for the also storytelling wise, which is great. So he comes across very likable. He also comes across as very determined, though, which is great. I think the problem with Islam and Khabib before was just like that they don't come across as that likable, and especially right now with the UFC and Khabib and DC pushing, shoving Islam down our throats. It's just not. It's just not. He's not that likable. Um, if he wins, the people will love him, though, because he hated new Khabib and so on, Smash, and so on. Um, but I think the, the constant DC praise, uh, or like selling him, overselling him, didn't do him any favors or, um, in the, the eyes of the fan, I believe. Again, the UFC seems to be fully on board with Islam Makachev, and I think they also put him over to use the, the term that you might know and familiar with if you listen to Charles Sonnen a lot or watch wrestling. Um, so, fair enough. You have the favorite, so I hope Charles spoils it again. And I think, again, he does a good job. I think the UFC could do a better job for, for the media outlets there. I think that, that Islam also is the darling, the favorite in the many of the media eyes simply because it's easier for them because the most of the media is of course english speaking and that in their eyes it's easier to talk with khabib it's easier to, to and you get clicks it's easier to talk with dc you get clicks and views if you, if you do that than to talk with charles or like his translator so i think that's why they all are on the islam train as well uh, so i think here a the islam team could either the charles team Eventually, if he wins, hopefully, um, does learns a bit more English. That would be great. Um, then again, of course, it's also pretty, pretty arrogant by by the Americans. Like, yeah, we only listen to English speaking people. Like, <laughs> learn other languages, maybe, or like listen to the translator, turn on subtitles, whatever. But okay, fair. Maybe you should learn a little bit of English, like a little bit better. Um, But I think they could also like then do more with subtitles and so on with the post like video stuff and, and inspirational stuff and training footage and so on. So I think they could do a little bit more there as well. Um, but again, his catchphrase has taken over. You see it in all the videos. It's always like a champ has a name. Uh, if he wins, I'm gonna get the shirt. The champ has a name. Because then he really deserves like all the praise in the world. And according to UFC.com, Islam Makhachev is a favorite, is a betting favorite. Yeah. Anyways, so media-wise, I mean, everyone's 
covering the fight though, of course, because it's a huge fight card, obviously. So that's great. All eyes on there. So if if they want, right, if the UFC and the media partners, if they want to blow something up, they can do it. And that's, they do it right now. It's fantastic, obviously. The Embedded's are great. The specials are great. Erevani, um, what all the shows, Submission Radio, fantastic content these days. Um, so that's all great. So if they all want to, they can definitely all do it, right? It's just they don't always want to because, of course, I mean, Fight Night doesn't, cl doesn't sell clicks or doesn't give you clicks and so on. Okay, but the champ has a name. All right. Um, then the co-main event, we have Aljamain Sterling with the Teacher Dealer Show. Again, no predictions here. Um, Aljamain... Al Aljamain... I think Aljamain usually comes across as a little bit unlikable, even though in, in long-form interviews I like him because he's quite smart, actually, and he, has, he can analyze sites quite well, in my opinion. But in those short bits, he, he always like just... He comes across a little, a little bit unlikable because he's like insinuating that Dillashaw is still taking stuff and he's prepared to fight Dillashaw on, on roids or whatever. Um, only The only thing that speaks for Sterling right now from media point of view is that he fights Dillashaw and people seem to hate DJ more than Aljo. So good like good luck here, good fortune for Aljo. Um, Media-wise, again, Sterling is getting better and better and being like on all the shows, producing his own content, breaking fights down which he does really well. So I think he's getting better there. It's just that people still making fun of him don't like him that much. But I think he's getting there. He's really, I think he's, he's turned a corner and like really became really good at creating content, which I like. And the UFC is also now behind him, um, pushing him more and more, of course, which is fair, um, at least for now. TJ Dillashaw doesn't, doesn't do much media, I think, doesn't put that much out there maybe he doesn't need it anymore put a different focus but still he I think he could do a bit more because he's still the snake for, for most fans out there or people that follow casually uh, so I think he could just put more on like his comeback journey also the UFC could focus more on like his, his comeback and so on um, in the embedded now they had like some training footage from DJ which is great but it's like really fancy training like not like grinding it's like more like, like in a pool with like fancy stuff uh, which is cool but I think they could have chosen different different footage there, for example. Um, the third bout is uh, also bantamweight, of course. As you know, it's Peter Jan, Piotr Jan. Of course, I can't pronounce Piotr because everybody should pronounce Piotr. Why is it Peter on the web? Peter Piotr Jan versus Sean O'Malley, which was a crazy matchup. They were number one contender versus number 12. Um, Sean O'Malley, of course, is great with content. He's everywhere, twitching, streaming, whatever. You, you can't escape him. I'm a bit annoyed by him, um, but if he backs it up here, then it's all deserved. Purian, same problem as as Charles Oliveira, I think, just because he's not an English speaker. Um, his tweets clearly aren't written by him. Clearly his manager, I, I guess, but clearly not him. Um, yeah. So should he should just maybe learn a little bit more English because of the ignorant Americans. And sorry. <laughs> and and maybe then people would also like him more. Um, yeah, the UFC is clearly behind Sean O'Malley, so um, yeah, media-wise, of course, the same the same that applies that I just said with Charles and Islam before. He even more so because Sean O'Malley is American, he's English native speaker and so on. So yeah. Um, but that, yeah, we covered this. Uh, then we had Benil Dariush versus Matthias Gamrod. Same thing here. Even though Benil Dariush is, is a native speaker, he's American, he doesn't get that much coverage. So, so I, I'm, I'm wondering what, hap what happens there. I uh, haven't seen much besides the, the latest UFC post. I'm um, really interested to, to see 
where this goes from here because then clearly the winner is clearly like lined up for one of the next title shots of course um, and then we have like the first bout on the main card is Caitlin Chukagin versus Manon Firo no one talks about it right again like women's fight Caitlin Chukagin is the number one contender in, in flyweight really um, okay but yeah so uh, interesting you should, should do a better job here building this up or the, the, the media as well I think um, the one fight that's very interesting on I mean they're all good fights but on the prelims is uh, of course remember the name what's his name Bilal 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 Muhammad with a Sean Brady which should be really interesting um, yeah Bilal tries very hard and I think it, it works for him apparently I, I'm not a big fan of his, his content but at least I appreciate that he's putting so much content out there which is great and he's here everywhere so you can't escape him and in this case I mean it positively because Like then he gets the he gets his the, the the show that he has to remember remember the show he's on UFC or ESPN breaking down stuff great so I mean it works for him I it's not you know, in real life he wouldn't probably would not be vibing which he doesn't care about obviously he doesn't have to just saying so it's not my cup of tea like his style but I appreciate the hustle and I think he's doing a great job um, catching an audience and so on so that's great so props for that and no hate. Just explaining. So props for that. Um, okay, we, have, we also have Kayo Borayo on there against Mahmoud Muradov. Uh, Borayo, like very cerebral in his last time out there, very handsome guy, um, speaks English, even though he's from Brazil. And if he wins here, I think uh, I think they're gonna. Depends how he wins here, but I think they're gonna keep pushing him. Like he has superstar written all over him if he if he can um, utilize that. I think. Yeah, so that, that's going to be really interesting. All right, so yeah, like I said, this event, of course, big pay-per-view. They're going to want to make lots of money, so that's an all eyes on there. They should treat other events not as big, but in a similar manner, maybe. That would be that would be helpful, I think. It would be cool. Okay, that's the, the, UFC, media, the UFC media thoughts so far. We will break it down afterwards, of course, what happened with the media, who used the media best, who had the best call-outs, and so on. All then after the event, a bit more de detail there. Okay, so that's the UFC part. If you say that's all I want, then that's where you switch off right now. Um, before you switch off, like, share, subscribe, of course, keep your guards up, and so on. If you're a hardcore MMA fan or you're into one, since it's now moved to Prime, um, which I don't like for one reason... It's early in the morning here in Asia because <laughs> it's American prime time. Of, of, of course, I'm prime time. Uh, and so it's very early here in, in, in Southeast Asia. But hey, great. I'm glad they get more exposure there. So now talking one championship, previewing one championship. Here we go. One on prime. Video three. Headlined by uh, John Lineker versus uh, Fabricio Andrade. And... Yeah, let's just break it down. Like break down the fights for you. So, I mean, you probably know John Lineker if you've been watching MA or slash UFC for a while. Uh, he's been in the UFC, then moved over to one championship after his contract expired, got let go, I'm not sure. And now he's the champion, hands of stone. Um, he didn't win the championship that convincingly, to, in my opinion. And also his first fight wasn't as convincing as one championship makes you want to believe. So they, they're like, he's the super mega puncher and so on. I mean, he, he, he did win, so congratulations. It was, it was just not as convincing as one championship makes, makes it out to be. Like, he was in trouble in, in his fight, uh, but he won, so congratulations. Uh, so then he fights Fabricio Andrade, who's like, 
a nickname is Superboy, Wonderboy, Superboy, something is something like this. Um, quite young, flashy, um, also from Brazil, as you can guess from the name. I'm I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I don't think Fabricio Andrade has faced anyone as gutsy maybe as John Lineker yet. Um, but I'm also not sure if John Lineker has faced anyone as of late that's as flashy and it's that just doesn't care as like 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 Fabricio Andrade. Fabricio Andrade is not scared. He's like I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna show, do my thing. Gonna show off, put on a show, and I'm gonna beat your ass while doing it. Um, so I'm not sure if if Lineker. If Lineker still got it, and if he does, then congratulations and then tip of the hat and, and all those things. Let's see. Let's see if he can can fend off the, the new up-and-coming star. Um, if Andrash pulls it off, I think Vaughn is going to flood your socials with videos of Fabricio Andrash. Um, so, yeah, so that, that's going to be an interesting fight. Lineker not as exciting these days anymore, um, but still like very cerebral and, of course, very boxing-heavy usually. Um, but Fabricio Andrash brings the fire, so that's that's going to be interesting, I think. that's gonna. I'm looking forward to it. So, great fight. If you're not familiar with Fabricio Andrash, Watch that fight, it's going to be fun. Uh, Come main event, we have Reshian Ursel, um, lightweight Muay Thai World Championship, the champion Reshian Ursel fighting out of Suriname and based in the Netherlands, so, so a very tall Dutch kickboxer, um, Muay, Muay Thai fighter, and he fights the new Thai Hope, and he got really pro propelled up there. Since Amut Klimi, um came out of, no, not out of nowhere, like he's been known for a while now, uh, also here in Thailand, he's uh, he's from Thailand, um, but like in the one scene, I think he's got like two fights or so in one championship, and also he's a, in a championship match, he he punches with power. He's a real power puncher since the mood. Um, Rishin Ursel is elusive, lots of pressure, forward pressure, um, lots of kicks too, elbows, um, like Ursel doesn't stop usually. He just keeps going, keeps going, keeps going, keeps going, which is great. Um, and he's pretty tall. I'm really curious to see like the the, the, the size difference between Ursel and Sinzamut. I remember when Ursel fought um, Nikki Holskin for the title. Like Ursel was just so much taller than Holskin, and Holskin couldn't come close. So a really interesting fight. Now also Sinzamut like really showed off the last two times with two knockouts in his last two fights, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So there should be an interesting, interesting bout here. Uh, I haven't seen anyone getting Ursel in, in any kind of trouble, like in real trouble um, yet. Like in last fight, the first two rounds or so were even, but then round three, he just switched it on and just shifted into another gear and then he just took it from there. Um, so I got Ursel all, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in Bangkok, right? So, hey, I'm all for, for, for another Thai champion. So Chokdi Konsinsamut. Um but it's going to be really tough to, to dethrone Reshin Ursel. I think you can't go via points, probably. If if Sinzamut takes it, probably knock out with a heavy, heavy punch round two or something. But I do think Reshin Ursel will be able to avoid that and then just put it on Sinzamut in the later rounds. Another flyweight multi World Grand Prix final bout then between Superleg Gyatmugao um, and Panpayak Chitmanong, uh, Panpayak out of like Chitmanong, you might have heard that, that name before. Uh, it's the gym that also Rotang trains out of. Uh, so we have Superleg versus Panpayak. Uh, you might not be familiar with those fighters, understandable. Here in Thailand, they're big names and they're going to put on a show. Uh, <laughs> if I had to pick, it's hard. Like, it's really like, I mean, Superleg has 
been like one of the favorites for a while now, so I would say sure Super League probably probably the favorite here. But Panpiak is also really great, um, elusive, great fight. Like if you're into Muay Thai, that's a great fight to to watch. Um, we have featherweight Muay Thai between Kim Che Wong and Shamil Gasanov from Russia. Um, interesting. I don't know much about Shamil to be, to, to be honest. Um, but the last time I said that, I said, I don't know much about this one fighter. I, he's just, he make, he was making his debut. So I don't know much. Uh, and then this fighter won. So I'm not going to dis, discount him or discredit him now. Maybe that's, that's what he does. So he's like the, the, the debuts or the debuts, debuts, debuts over the, the last few weeks and one championship were all very successful for the new fighters. So great. The, Show Steeler gonna be the first card on the main on on the main uh, the, the first f fight on the main card. Jeremy Miado versus Daniel Minity Williams. Daniel Williams is a savage. It's it's a strawweight bout MMA in this case. Um, have to say it because Daniel Williams competes in Muay Thai as well. That's a strawweight bout MMA, and Daniel Williams he just doesn't stop. I say it all the time when when he fights like he's he's awesome. Um, out of Australia slash Thailand. Uh, trains a lot here, I believe. Um, the first time I saw him was against Rod, against Rod Tang, and Rod Tang was just putting an arm on Daniel, Daniel Williams would not stop moving forward. Rod Tang won, but Daniel Williams would not stop moving forward, coming at Rod Tang. Insane. And since then, he's just been on a roll. Uh, Jeremy Miado also a knockout artist, so to speak, if you want to. That's also how one sells it. Um, but man, Daniel Williams has been on a roll as of as of late in the last few fights. Mini T all day. Let's go, Daniel Williams. That's gonna be a great fight. First fight on the main card. Don't miss that. That's gonna be awesome. And no, I'm not affiliated with one championship. Even though I wear a one t-shirt today, but it's because people always say I hate on one. So here he's a one championship t-shirt. Uh, it says Muay Thai. Um in the lead card we have, and I don't they call don't call it call it like what prelims or something they call a lead card. Uh, the main event on the lead card is Kate Rotolo, uh, who won the ADCC championships not too long ago, a few weeks ago, and now he's on the lead card. Why 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 is Kate Rotolo not on the main card one championship? It's not like it's not like with UFC that the lead card is on a different different platform. It's the same platform or one on Prime. Um, so why not put Kate Rotolo higher up? Because I think Americans, at least combat sports fans, might know his name because he's the ADCC champion. Why, why, why have him down there? I don't understand. So that's a lightweight submission grappling world championship. So next after his ADCC, he could also get the grappling world championship here at one championship. So of course, gotta go with Kate, with Kate Rotolo here, of course. Um, we have Amir Nasiri in Flyweight Muay Thai taking on Taiki Naito. Um, Naito, hit or miss usually, but gonna be interesting. I'm just being a bit faster right now, simply because um, we have also Mehdi Satur taking on Asa Tenpao, and I don't know much about Asa Tenpao from the United States. Hamid Satu has been a mainstay in, in Muay Thai for a long, 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 long time now. Um, it makes him sound really old. He's not that old yet, but he's just been around for, for a long time here. Ever since I moved to Thailand, I think I've seen Mehdi Satu uh, compete, compete in Muay Thai. Um, so he's good. He's good. He's, he's smart. Uh, so if Asa Tenpao can overcome Mehdi Satu, then we know that Asa... Asa Ten Asa is uh, is for real. Um, Adam Wade, we have Leah Bivens versus Noel Grandchamp. 
Um, last time around, uh, Leia Bivens' opponent missed weight the day before, and then she got really mad, understandably. Uh, so now we're gonna see her. I think it's her. F is, is it her debut now for one championship, at least on the main event? I'm not sure. I haven't seen her before. I think so. Curious to see how Leia, Leia Bivens uh, does here now. And then there are two in-stadium after main events fights. Um, so they happen after the main event for, for the people in, in stadium, which is Keanu Super versus Yun Chang Min. And I don't know either, but the second fight I do know. Um, I know Aguilantani, who's also been a mainstay for one championship for a long time, also not always on the winning end as of late, versus Ilya Stoyanov from Germany, homie. Yeah, was geht, Ilya? Uh, so, alles Gute, Ilya. <laughs> Um, I don't know Ilya Stoyanov, but I just saw that he's from Germany, which is great. Uh, Agil and Tani win some, lose some, lose some, lose some, win some, lose some, lose some. Um, but definitely, definitely always, always um, there to put on a show. So that's also, it's, a, it's also a nice idea to have like those, those after main event matches to maybe like slowly ease out. You can still stay there a little bit, watch a few more bouts. Good idea, I think. All right. So that, that's, that's the preview for one championship, one on prime three prime video three um let me know your picks what you think about the event and of course we also break it down um once the event is over to see that i was right with all my picks obviously and then also look at um how did the fights go who used the media wisely in one championship they don't really do call outs that much but let's see maybe something happens and then we'll have a detailed breakdown afterwards all right so that's it for this week for the ma monday That's back in your life. The original, of course, as you know. As always, thanks for being with me. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, rate this podcast on all the platforms because then we can get a bigger audience, which would be awesome. Uh, more discussions. Until then, stay safe, take care. Keep your guard up. Savary Cup. Oh, no.